Welcome to Love Punch, challenging entrepreneurs, artists, and thought leaders to make a lasting impact. I'm your host, Ruby Fremont, and I'm here as a catalyst for you, the new generation of thought leaders. I'm a kick-ass life coach, a bullshit detector, and courageous communicator. I'll show you how to take bold action and create massive impact through a powerful process that I call CPR. Courage, persistence, and resilience to go after what you really fucking want. It's time to unapologetically do what you're here to do and do it your way. So get ready and let's make shit happen. Hey everyone, I am super excited to be here today with one of my new fave people. We actually just met and she lives down the street from me, which is pretty cool. And we met on Twitter out of all things. So Sahara Rose is the best-selling author of The Idiot's Guide to Ayurveda, and she's been called a leading voice for the millennial generation into the new paradigm shift by the one and only Deepak Chopra. She is a certified Ayurvedic, holistic, and sports nutritionist, wellness blogger, and host of the Highest Self podcast listed as top seven podcasts by Yoga Journal. Sahara's mission is to awaken people to their innate potential so they can share their gifts and fulfill their purpose on this planet. So Sahara, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Such a pleasure to have you. I'm so glad that the the gunshots at night brought us together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So to our listeners, we were brought together on Twitter because there were gunshots in Santa Monica and I started tweeting about it. And I looked up the Santa Monica hashtag to see if anyone else had been tweeting about it. And lo and behold, her boyfriend popped up. And this is how we all connected on Twitter. You just never know when you're going to meet people. You never know. It's it's amazing. Because it was like, I think our first night sleeping in this new apartment and we wouldn't have, so we were sleeping in the living room, like on a mattress. We wouldn't mm-hmm. have even heard it. So it was like all very divinely orchestrated. <laughs> we were just meant to meet. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, I'm so happy to have you on today because we're going to talk about Ayurveda and how it's actually linked to everything we do, really. And what I'm most interested in talking about is something that you mentioned, and it's Dharma, life purpose, because all of my listeners are definitely purpose-fueled. So what do you have to say about that? What do you have to offer us? Well, let me just tell everyone their life purpose right now. No. I mean, <laughs> I it's wish it was that easy. <laughs> right. I mean, it's the question of humanity. It's like, why are we here? It's yeah. like, I don't, I think no one has ever not thought about that question right. multiple points in their life. Really like, what, what am I here for? And I think especially right now, we're exposed to so many people on social media who are all out following their dreams. Mm-hmm. So if we're not, we're almost kind of like triggered because we're seeing, wow, other people are doing this. And, you know, they're, before when we were even growing up, it's like you had jobs, like you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you're this, you're that. And now it's so fluid. Like you can be like a holistic fashion designer or like a (laughs) entrepreneur for like dog brands or like, you know, you can be the most specific niche thing and change that. And it's so fluid because of the internet. So I think that is sort of like creating this like pain point that turns into the awakening of like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, why aren't I doing that? Why aren't I doing that? And then it's really like, why aren't I doing that? And mm-hmm. I think also it's important that while we're seeing these, these possibilities, 
abilities to really ground further into our truth mm-hmm. because it's really easy to see these shiny lights and wow, this person's a travel blogger and wow, this person's on the Forbes list and you know, I want that all too. But really mm-hmm. they have different dharma. So the word dharma in Sanskrit, it literally means your, your life purpose, the role mm-hmm. that you were meant to play. So the right. way that it is seen in the Vedas, which are the world's oldest texts, is that each person was born with a specific purpose and the world will come into balance when each person kind of awakens into that, what that purpose is. Right. So it's not like, you know, there's this idea that's going out there. It's like, well, find your purpose. Well, it's more it's more so uncovering your purpose, right? Exactly. Right. Getting back in touch with it, reconnecting yes. to it. Yeah. I mean, it's like we were born knowing and then we were just told so many things that we've forgotten. So really it's mm-hmm. a remembering of who you are. Mm-hmm. So in Ayurveda, which is the sister science of yoga, it's the word Ayurveda means knowledge of life. So it's mm-hmm. the study of knowing all areas of your life, your mind, your body, how they're interconnected. Mm-hmm. So in Ayurveda, there are three doshas, which are three energy types, and they're vata, pitta, and kapha. So cool. vata, and you've, you've got a test on your website that people yes. can take to figure out what they are, right? <laughs> exactly. So I have a quiz and I'll explain more. We're going to talk more about the doshas in the mind, but it's connected with the body and that's a whole other conversation. But mm-hmm. in the mind, so vata is like air energy, wind energy. So people with a lot of this in their minds, their minds are like like airy. So if I was like, I have a friend and she's really airy, what do you think mm-hmm. that friend is like? How would you describe that? Well, how, I mean, what's their personality like? They're, you know, they don't really follow through <laughs> on shit. They don't really get shit done. Yeah. Yeah. Airy, you know, one day it's like, oh my God, I'm, I want to be a hairstylist. I'm mm-hmm. all about the hair. The next day they're like, you know, I want to be a pilot. I've been really drawn to being a pilot. And they're yeah. kind of maybe wishy-washy. They're mm-hmm. airy fairy. They're airy. We have all flaky. Yeah. Exactly. We have all of these words. So that's kind of the shadow side, the imbalance side. But then on the on the good side is they're really creative. Mm. They're really imaginative. They're dreamers. They're visionaries. You know, people are like, okay, it's not back to reality. But they're like, you know, I could be the president. I could be this. Right. I could be that. So that's the really great side of Vata, this air-like energy. So people who are Vata, they have they kind of look at the world from this like kind of like bird's eye perspective and they're seeing like the higher planes and the higher possibilities Mm -hmm. but sometimes they can lose sight of like what's going on on the ground and like the action action steps they're like they're already at the goal and visualizing and have their vision board but it's like okay how are you gonna make that vision board come to life i think (laughs) a lot of in the spiritual community we're taught alignment from such a vata place that we're like yeah just like manifest your dreams and say them out loud right it'll happen it's like (laughs) that will create awareness. It's Mm -hmm. really important to know where you're going. That's why the vision board is important, but staring at the vision board, repeating a mantra is not what's going to make it happen. It's like taking action is exactly what people need to be doing. Exactly. It's like having, you know, like, like a place that you're shooting your bow and arrow, but really Mm -hmm. it's like, it's the technique that's what's going to get it there. Not just staring at that goal. So that's sort of the Vata, the creative ambition, not ambitious, but visionary, um, but they lack the grounding. Then someone who has a lot of pitta. So pitta is fire. If I was like, ooh, I know this friend, she's a really fiery personality. What, how would you describe this person? You know, charismatic, ambitious, a go-getter, drive. You have a lot of fire. I do. You do. You're very <laughs> pitta. So fiery people, exactly. They know what they want. They're going to go get it. What happens when they don't get what they want? 
we get pissed. We get annoyed. We get frustrated. (laughs) Exactly. So that fire that's like getting everything done, that's really vivacious, can explode. Mm -hmm. And it can turn into a a volcano. Mm -hmm. And that's why Pitta people are the most likely to suffer from burnout, from Mm -hmm. like adrenal fatigue. I can attest to that. um, (laughs) From, you know, not sleeping, not putting their self-care because Mm -hmm. they're so, you know, a lot of the entrepreneurship talk is really coming from this Pitta perspective of like, action, get things done, move Mm -hmm. faster, go through your goals. They're so in the action that sometimes you even lose sight of why you're doing this. Yeah. It's almost like they forget that being is so, is it plays such a big role in it. You know, it's not always about taking action after action, action, after action. It's like be in it too. Really feel into it. Totally. But you know, sometimes it's like, they're so, it's like when you're running, you're not going to stop in the middle of running because you're going to lose your momentum. So they feel like if they stop, they're going to not be able to go again, but really that's coming from their own lack and their own place of fear. So with Pitta people, they kind of need more of that Vata, that bird bird perspective. And they also need more of this last dosha, which is Kapha. So Mm. Kapha is earth energy. Mm -hmm. So if I was like my friend, she's super earthy. What do you think she's like? Grounded, centered, calm. Maybe she talks a little bit like this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just really connecting with you right now. She hugs you for seven minutes. Right. Eye contact with you. She, she lives in Santa Monica. <laughs> Stares at you for a little too long. Exactly. I call it like the new age hug. They're like, oh, yeah. the one that never ends. Exactly. <laughs> so, Kafa people, I mean, you know, they have, they're loving, they're caring, they're so present. They are the friends that you can turn to with any problem and they'll just listen to you. Listen, 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 listen. They don't feel like they need to offer advice and change your life. They're just there. They're like supportive. They're like a tree. So I like to think of it as like a grandmother type energy or even Oprah. She is very Kapha for energy. It's like, they'll just take it all in. But what happens is because they feel like they have to like make sure everyone else is okay, that sometimes they don't go after their dreams and what they want. Right. Um, So for them, oftentimes they end up taking roles as like caretakers or mothers or, you know, something that they feel like is needed because they oftentimes feel like if I go after what I truly want, I'm selfish. Mm -hmm. So for them, what they really need is to actually realize that like, self-care is not selfish at all. In fact, that's right. how you can show up as, as the most loving person. And so they all have different careers that they do well in. And Kafa is this last one, this very earthy one who they actually have the most tendency, though they are the sweetest, mm-hmm. most tendency to become depressed mm-hmm. because what happens is they're giving out so much energy and they don't, right. they don't share what's going on with them. So Robin Williams is another really good example of this. Like he was always making everyone laugh and really excited, but we didn't know what was going on. So Kafa's what they do well at is in their careers is something that they can work one-on-one with people. Mm -hmm. They really need to, they're good at seeing people and they want to be seen. So for them, if they are like the figurehead of this big company, it's not personal enough for them and they'll kind of just fall between the cracks. So they would do really well, like doing that, like one-on-one coaching or being a teacher or being a nurse or a caretaker or like a type of entrepreneur that's still really working connecting with humans. They mm-hmm. need that because they're so earthy. Earth is human connection. Right. Um, so for them, if they come to entrepreneurship from this too like 
like idealistic visionary perspective. They're, they're not going to be able to grasp it. If they're right. too methodical with it, they're mm-hmm. not going to be able to keep up. So they really need to have that on, on the ground. Mm-hmm. Pittas, do you relate to that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you I definitely mean, have I some think, profit too. Yeah. And I think that it's really interesting how people, what you're saying is like people can have a combination of exactly. each of these things, right? So they're not just a hundred percent kapha. They For sure. A bit of we're, we're all, all three doshas. There's right. no one who's just one. We're all, all Got three, it. but we tend to fall into one or two categories more, but Got really it. to have a thriving business as an entrepreneur, you need to have a balance in all three. Interesting. Because it's kind of like that balance between feminine and masculine, right? Like exactly. find that balance. That exactly. seems like the the hard thing though. The hard <laughs> the tough part. Well, it's what's hard is we all come in, you know, with a different deck of cards mm-hmm. and we all have different strengths. Some of us are like really like finance oriented from the beginning. Some of us are more creative. Some of us are more personal, mm-hmm. but as an entrepreneur, it's like so much of it depends on you, especially in the first few years that let's say you don't like working one-on-one with people. Well, you're going to have to have those conversations and go to those networking events and, and step into that. Right. So that will just take you more, more work. Or maybe you're mm-hmm. just not a, an artistic visionary. You, you, would rather do the job than think about the future. Maybe eventually you can hire a creative executive, but until then you need to be that person. So really doshas allow you to understand different parts of you and like bring into balance the parts of you that are lacking. So you can show up as a full person and have a full business. Right. It's almost like identifying the different roles that you have within you, you know, like, like you said, I think when People are brand new at this. They want to try and be the expert in everything. Well, they can't. Maybe they don't have enough funds to hire out. So they have to put on multiple hats. Mm -hmm. But really understanding like what are the hats that you wear really, really well? Mm -hmm. And what are the ones that you have to really make a conscious effort to do? And it feels like this can really help you identify what those things are. For sure. Because, you know, stage two of being an entrepreneur is knowing you can't do it all. Right. And eventually if you're creating value, you are able to hire out, even if it's like a VA for a few mm-hmm. dollars an hour, but it's just something. So that thing that's like, like the hole in your business, like for me, it was like web design and like figuring mm-hmm. all that out. It was so new for me and I was doing it. And you know, now there's so many tools, but it's like, just having someone that I can be like, okay, can you make this graphic? So I don't have to right. do it myself. Just that one thing can help me put my energy so much more of where it is. And mine is very, very Vata, very like, like visual, visual mm-hmm. or like, you know, hiring an accountant or something like that. Right. But, but it is important as an entrepreneur to know all of these things because sometimes, you know, like someone will make a mistake or if, or someone will quit or you need to have like, I think a clear grasp on all areas of your business. Otherwise, if you're dependent on someone and they leave, your business will crumble. Yeah. And it's, that's so true. And the business is always built upon us, you know, as an entrepreneur, the foundation of a business is you. And so having that deeper understanding of who you are and what you do best is crucial to building a business that is going to earn any type of success, whatever success means to you, because you're the working mechanics behind it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So 
So yeah, so with the Dharma perspective, it's the belief that that dosha, what the thing that you were born with is related mm -hmm. to what it is you need to be doing. So someone who is born more kapha, more one-on-one, -on -one, someone who's born more pitta, they were born to be in managerial type positions, positions of leaderships. They enjoy structure. They like looking in their calendar and knowing what's going to happen mm -hmm. for them. Like content planning makes them excited. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, for other people, it's like, overwhelms them but they they need that and if they don't they're actually going to take that fiery energy and like blow it at other people because right. they, they need to focus it somewhere so I mean I'm sure if you didn't have your business you'd be like yelling at people on the street <laughs> <laughs> with my megaphone yeah you'd be like go away but you know it's like especially I think everyone who's an entrepreneur does have a strong sense of this pitta mm -hmm. because that's the only thing that can that can drive you because in entrepreneurship, you see a lot of roadblocks, roadblocks, roadblocks. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you per identify with them too much, you take them too personally, you're never going to see that. Like maybe that no is just a not now, right. or maybe I needed to just change that offering, change that positioning. So we all need that fire. But I think a lot of people who are drawn to entrepreneurship have overemphasized the fire and they've mm -hmm. become, it's become too much part of their identity that they don't know who they are without taking action. Right. And, you know, I can speak to this because I have a lot of fire mm -hmm. and it's that idea of, you know, especially in your first couple of years of business, it's the idea of like, if I slow down, I'm going to lose all momentum and then shit's going to hit the fan and nothing's going to get done. And then it's just that fear train like keeps going and going and going. And so you continue to keep going, battling your fears, conquering everything, pushing through when really like the the key to my business as what has made it successful to this date has been the awareness of knowing when I need to slow down and knowing when I need to bring certain things into balance, which I think is so important, but like not enough people talk about this, right? There's so many business pro that quote, quote unquote programs out there and experts out there and they teach strategies and they tell you to keep going, but no one really talks about the personal foundation, which is why I do, but you being the number one mechanic behind your business, you being the orchestrator, you being the one that's creating, painting, designing, and doing all the things. And so when you are in charge of such an immense responsibility, such as your purpose, it's really important to take care of you, yourself, your vessel, and what you need, and then understand how can I bring things into more balance? Mm -hmm. Totally. And I think with, you know, tuning into your body, you're able to see it because oftentimes we're, we're like caught up in our heads that we don't even know that we're burnt mm -hmm. out until it's like, apparent. So I think mm -hmm. if you, if you have a pit imbalance, you'll feel that you're getting hot really easily. You're sweating a lot. Maybe you have acidity, heartburn. Um, you're getting acne, you're getting rashes, you're getting rosacea, inflammation in the body, uh, muscle stiffness in the shoulders. These are all signs that your pitta is elevated. So if you're noticing, if you're listening, you're like, oh, this is like mm -hmm. my story of my life. <laughs> then that's a sign that it's happening because our bodies like give us cues to things far before we're ever able to mentally process it. Mm -hmm. So tune into your body and like, just listen to it. And if it's showing you like, you know, it's like when you've been driving a car for too long, you can start to feel it's like mm -hmm. getting too hot. Like you, you need to shut it off and you would never drive a car your whole day. Like the day before a marathon, you would give it a rest. But for right. us, when it's like right before a big launch, we push ourselves even, even harder when actually maybe taking that day off to like really just sit and be with ourselves is exactly what we needed to like when the actual 
program starts to be able to show up. I think it's like we focus so much on the launch that we don't even right. focus on like actually serving as, yeah. as individuals. Yeah. And that's so important. It's, it, you know, some people look at it as stop and go or, or like, I don't really want to stop, but I've never looked at it that way. I've looked at it as like, I need to slow down in order to speed up. I need to regenerate. I need to plug in my batteries. I need to be able to get myself grounded again, because quite often when we're going, 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 we become ungrounded and we start to feel sort of like we're just floating and and with no direction whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's like always been the idea of like, I need to slow down in order to speed up. But Mm -hmm that is also essentially one of the hardest things as a new entrepreneur to understand, you right. know, it, it's understanding that balance. So what tips could you provide to our listeners and viewers on like what they can do to really start to tune in more to what they need and then take steps to create balance? So I think for a lot of us, we take way more breaks than we believe that we do. We think we're always working, but we're actually on social media for hours a day. There's a great free app. It's called Moment. You can track how much time you're on your phone each day. Mm. For me, it was like seven hours a day. Wow. For real, seven hours. Like granted, I'm like like I have a big social media following. I'm responding to people all the time. It's part of my work, but like seven hours, like really, I don't need to be on my phone that much. A lot of Mm -hmm. it is time wasted, repeatedly looking at your email 20 times in a day. Look like, you know, we can, we can make these things smaller, create kind of time blocks for social media or like, you know, watching Netflix or these random things Mm -hmm. and then actually focus on the things that fill up our cup. So in a way, if you think about it, especially from a pit to mindset, like getting a massage that afterwards you feel so good, Mm -hmm. you feel fully recharged. It really plugged in that battery that is still being productive because you are giving yourself that juice you need. Whereas going through Instagram, it's neither really relaxing or Mm -hmm. is it productive? It's this kind of just like waste of time space. Mm -hmm. And there's no point, like you are better off to go to the mountains for one day and don't even bring your phone and like fully, fully be there and recharge than have this kind of like a day where you're like kind of working, kind of not, you're sort of just like flipping through your phone, watching TV. Like Mm -hmm. that's not really doing anything for you either in the rest space or productivity space. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you said time blocking too. You know, what's funny to me, I used to work in social media. My business before this was as a social media strategist and I would be on, you know, five different client social media networks every single day. I mean, I I would hate to have had that app to tell me how many hours I was spending on social media, but I hit burnout so fast by doing that, by being like so wired to social media. And like social media is such a gift, really. You know, we're able to connect to people in a way that we were never able to do so before, but it's also created almost this dependency and this idea of FOMO, you know, what am I going to miss out on? But it also gives rise to comparisonitis. And I honestly believe that it kills creative juices because quite often, often, especially for recreating. Yeah. Right. Like they're just looking at other people and then you end up regurgitating what other people are doing, which, you know, that's not good for your business. That's not a good look. And so what you mentioned about time blocking, I love that because that's something that I do. And I, you know, all my clients, I enforce them to do this too. And it's like really having more structure around the social media, how much time you're spending on it. When you're going into social media, have an intention, Go in and say, I'm going to interact with, you know, the people who engage on this post and that's it. And then do that and then get out. 
or mm-hmm. I'm going to go post in my Facebook group. Do that and then get out. Mm-hmm. But don't just do the whole, you know, scrolling thing where you're scrolling for hours, double tapping everything because that's like killing your vibe. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think having that intention and then also like create as much content as you consume. I think if we all focused on that, then we would have such a different relationship with social media. If we just like went on there, wrote our post, just interacted with people who commented on our things and left, right. like how much more productive could we be? Because social media as an entrepreneur is a big part of your business. You know, like if you, if you want to grow an online following, that needs to be something that you are able to do without being sucked up into it. So instead of just like, yeah, like save, save, save other people's thing, maybe look through three of them, but spend just as much time on creating your, your own and unique content. Like don't just repost everyone else's stuff. Come up with your own quotes, come up with your own aesthetic, bring something new to the table. Mm, Yeah, definitely. I love that because originality is what the world needs right now. You know, people need, Like everything sounds the same, everything looks the same. And I love I love how this conversation is going because I feel like we started off with like really getting to know who you are, but then that's also essentially what you're bringing to the table in terms of things like social media. If you're just copying what other people are doing, then you're not even standing in your own truth. You're not aware of your own foundation. So it's like really being aware of who you are, what you're here to do, what you're placed on this planet to do. Mm-hmm. And quite often when we focus too much on what other people are doing, we don't, we lose sight of our, of our purpose, you know, and, and, and in order to reconnect with our purpose, like you were saying, we need to be able to sift through everything that we've taken on or things that have been projected to, onto us or like stuff that we've learned, learned patterns or behaviors to get back in touch with that purpose that we were all born with. So like, One thing I want to ask, because I know there are people listening and watching who are probably thinking this, they're like, well, what if I was born without a purpose? Because there are a lot of people who feel that way. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I would say no one is born without a purpose because you wouldn't be born. And I mean, I can talk about this from a very Mm -hmm. spiritual point of view, which might just go way over people's heads, (laughs) but like in, in spiritual beliefs, it's like your, your soul basically chose your body and chose your parents and chose this time and chose the situation all for a specific reason. Mm -hmm. None of that is, is coincidental. Mm -hmm. So the reason why we are here incarnated in this time of social media where we even have access to this thing is not even a coincidence. Like mm-hmm. we are supposed to be using this stuff. We're not supposed to fight against it. Like I hate when people are like, oh, I wish I lived in the 60s. I wish I didn't have to deal with social right. media. It's like on, on a level that you might not understand, you chose this time. Mm-hmm. So it's really seeing the gifts in it all. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like there's no purpose, it just means there's more and more stuff to excavate. You just need to dig a little bit deeper. And I like to say, go back to what you were like as a kid. Mm. What, what type of child were you? Were you the kind that was like always drawing and like creating and making things or that's more Vata or were you running around outside, getting dirty, playing sports, you know, playing with the kids on the street. That's very Pitta. Were you like playing doll, like taking care (laughs) of animals, like taking care of everything in the house, like a little, little mom, a little dad, that's very coffee. So, because when you were a kid, you were unapologetically yourself. Mm -hmm. You're showing up as you and there were no expectations. And then school starts and all of these things. And we want to make our parents happy. And then that turns us into, we look around, we say, who should I be? And then we've kind of just gone so deep into this road that we've just totally lost sight. So I would say like, 
if money didn't exist, if it was just like, okay, like, what do you want to show up? What do you want to do on this, on this earth? Like, think about what those things are. And a lot of people would be like, I don't know, just eat and like have sex. But it's like, <laughs> okay, like those are, those are primal, primal right. things that I think we would all like to do. Mm-hmm. But what is it that you can uniquely bring to the table? And if you don't have anything yet that you feel like you can uniquely bring to the table, what do you want to learn about? Because the mm-hmm. things that we want to learn about, the things that we're curious about are the things that we were meant to be interested in. Right. right? It's like, I wouldn't have had health problems if I wasn't meant to study Ayurveda. Like, a, like no one would go into health if they didn't first have health problems. No mm-hmm. one would go into entrepreneurship if they didn't feel trapped at one point and really valued freedom. Like we're all of our, our messes become our, our messages, really. Mm-hmm. It's like everything shitty that's happened to us, if we can transmute it into into art, that's really the purpose of this also. Right. I would say look at like that, that thing that you're trying to fix in yourself, mm-hmm. fix that thing, and then teach other people how to fix it. Mm, yeah, I love that because the dots always eventually connect. Always, sure. always, you know? And it's something that I I always call it my saving grace. You know, I felt like, before when I was in it, in the thick of it, you look at it and, you know, maybe there's some people listening who are in that space, but you're in the thick of it and you're like, oh, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Why am I going through this? But then you step out of it and you're on the other side and you're like, oh, wait, that equipped me with this tool that I didn't have before, or this enlightened me to this lesson. And then you start applying everything that you learn. And I feel like that in connection with the excavation of like your purpose that just brings it all together. And I always feel like it evolves as we evolve because we're constantly uncovering new things and we're constantly learning new things. And so it's just, you know, the mess is the message. I love what you said. It's beautiful. So honor the experiences that you're in people, whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is that you've been through, like honor those things. And at the same time, really get back in touch with who you are and I love that you said the little child because I felt like that brought it home. Like that's a really easy way to think about it. Like who was I when I was a kid? Well, I was the girl that fed stray cats on my street mm-hmm. and um, dug worms out of puddles to save them. That's a very kafa. Yeah. <laughs> that's was, I mean, it's literally earth, animals. Right. Yeah. So obviously in you, you have this energy that where you can listen to people, mm-hmm. you can like, you're an empath, you can sit and really feel them and feel what they're going through, which is probably why you're working one-on-one with people and you're mm-hmm. able to like, like really understand where they're at. Whereas some other people, like they, it's not a bad thing. They just don't have right. the patience for it. They're not right. interested in that. They'd rather be like making something or, or achieving something. And that's just where more their energy is. And like, thank God for that. Because if we were all good at the exact same things, there would be no such thing as talent. <laughs> there would right. be no such exactly. thing as gifts. There would be nothing cool about this podcast or that painting mm-hmm. or that dancer because we would all be able to do it. So thank God for talent diversity. Yeah. Thank God we're all different and we're all uniquely who we are because we're all here, you know, with our own divine individual purposes to ignite that purpose on this planet in this lifetime and do it our way. And there's no purpose. I've always say there's no purpose that's greater than another. Each purpose is equally relevant and equally important in this time, in this ripple of time that you've been brought into earth. For sure. For sure. And yeah, people need to know it's not a hierarchy at all. It's not like 
you know, I think because of the corporate world, we've been brought up to think mm. CEO is the best position right. where it's not, it's just a different type of energy. And then people think, oh, if I'm like the caregiver, that's the, that's the thing on the bottom. But right. you know, if you really go deep into it, like the yang and the yin, when you go deep into the yang, there is yin and you go deep into yin, there is yang. So when you go deep into the CEO, they are actually the caretaker of their business. Mm -hmm. They need to make sure everyone in the business is taken care of. In a way, they right. probably have the least freedom because everyone's relying on them, yeah. you know? And if they don't show up, the business is going to crash. So in a way, that person who's the freelancer <laughs> or the person maybe you feel <laughs> at the bottom has the most freedom, yeah. but, but also they're they are in a way their own little entrepreneurs. And, you know, we all have our different, our different triangles, I would say. So don't just look at it as like a hierarchy because even that person on the bottom is at top of a certain hierarchy, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nothing is ever what we see firsthand right in front of us, right? There's always something more inside. And like we were talking about the different doshas, like you're always more than one and, you know, yin has yang and yang has yin, feminine and masculine work together. It's never just something that we look at that's just strictly black or white. Right. There's always so much more depth to something. Totally. And I think a lot of even with this whole like feminine masculine mm -hmm. thing, it's like we kind of, you know, I kind of don't even like using the gender rules on it. Right. Then we automatically think woman, man, man, and it's not really that way. But like a, a woman giving birth is like the most powerful thing that's literally mm -hmm. creating life. And that's in the feminine. Like we look at so many archetypes of like female warriors. We look at John right. Mark, we look at Durga, we look at these people. So mm -hmm. it's like feminine in no way means weak. We look at some of the most like influential men, Picasso, Mozart, they were what we might say feminine, I guess. Right. So like, I think it's like a moving past that and seeing that you are, you are everything in one and you can play with these different doshas, these different mm -hmm. like higher, uh, what would it even be called? Polarities. Right. You can, yeah. you can play with them all. And it's never going to be just one because every day you're going to need to show up in different ways. Mm, yeah, so true. You know, there are days when you're going to have to show up with more fire and there are days when you're going to have to show up more grounded and earthy, you know, when you're working with clients. And there are days when you're going to have to show up, you know, more airy when you're getting into the vision and drawing it out and mapping it out. Right. And that's what makes a successful person. If you show up the same way for every person, you're like, you're like, a, what's it called? A bull. You know, right. you're just like, this is me. You know, <laughs> we've met those people who are like, they like can't, they can't meet you where you're at. Right. And yeah. Like there's just no, there's no conversation there. Whereas like truly a successful person is able to talk to a crack addict on the street mm -hmm. or uh, the president of a country and still be able to show up authentically as themselves, but also engage with that person where they're at. Definitely. Yeah. So it's really like understanding all facets of who you are. Yes. And that's super crucial to like entrepreneurship, to leadership, because that's what's going to make you a better entrepreneur and show up as a greater leader totally. is if you understand all facets of yourself and you're able to utilize them to your advantage mm -hmm. when needed. Totally. Yeah. I love that. I love that. This has been so much fun and so cool and enlightening. And I know that our listeners are probably like, ready to dive in and understand like what their dosha is. So before you share that information, I would love to turn the tables on you. So there's always a love punch at the end of every episode. Mm -hmm. So Sahara, what is the love punch that you would like to share for today's episode? Um, a love punch I'd like to share. Um, 
I think for people to take time and explore themselves, I think we're like living in this world where we're just like always creating and doing and thinking about the next thing and just to like do an inventory of like where you're at and what you've done and where you want to go and just like do like that routine check-in the same way if you owned a shop you would like check in Mm -hmm. check in with yourself because that way when you take that next step it's coming from a full place of awareness and understanding Mm, explore yourself and check in with yourself Yes. Yeah. Super powerful. So Sahara, why don't you tell our listeners how they can stalk you online and tell them about your quiz? Yeah. So I have a quiz on my website. It's I am Sahara Rose, S-A-H-A-R-A Rose.com. And it will tell you what your dosha is, your mind body type. And unlike any other quiz, I separate the results between the mind and the body because I feel like some people can really relate to one physically, which Mm. we don't really talk much about, but they each have their own physical characteristics and then others mentally. So you can take that quiz and then follow me on social media. Also, I am Sahara Rose and I have a podcast also, which I'm definitely going to have to get you on soon. And that podcast is the highest self podcast. And it's more about discovering your dharma and more spiritual things, but really grounding it down into reality. Love it. I'm going to have all of those things in the show notes. Um, So Sahara, thank you so much for joining me in this super insightful conversation. This is awesome. I feel like we could have gone on forever for like a hundred different topics. Yes, (laughs) It's so interesting. I find it so interesting when we dive deep, the deeper we dive into ourselves and the deeper we start to understand ourselves, the better we start to navigate life. Who'd have thought? Oh my God. It's, it's amazing. And it's truly like, it's like a wow that like, once you start digging into, you're like, oh my God, I didn't even know that much was there. So I think for a lot of people, they're like, oh, I I know myself. I've taken the personality quizzes. Like there is a lot more to you than you could ever expect. And and it never ends. That's the fun part about it. It's like you're a never ending source of information. Yeah, it really is. So To our listeners, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of Love Punch, where I'm challenging leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs like you to make a lasting impact. If you love this episode, please hit share and share it with a friend and don't forget to rate and review. If you have any questions or just want to say hi, look me up on social media at I am Ruby. Sahara, thank you so much. It was wonderful. And I will see everyone next week for a brand new episode of Love Punch.